for my birthday is a big booty goth all i want for my birthday is a big booty goth i'm really bummed out that like like our 2000s goth girl phases or like their phases what am i trying to say here man i'm really bummed that like the early 2000s goth scene died i guess is what i'm trying to say (laughs) i have to agree now, did it die, or is it like an extra, like, sub-sub-subculture now? Like, it's in the recesses. No, it, yeah, no, dude, it's dead. It's been replaced by whatever Zoomer shit is now. The e-girl. That weird... Yeah, yeah, the e-girl bullshit, I think. Oh, yeah, that that is definitely, like, a a replacement. I guess that's what, their generation of golf girl? Placeholder. I don't know because like that that trend is more on the darker side where the opposite all colorful, you know? Yeah, but they still they still have like or wear the same aesthetic as a golf girl. Yeah. Only thing is you you slap on some green hair or blue hair or mixture. The hair is one of the big things that changed too cuz I I I like that emo fucking weird feathered bullshit. That, you know what I mean? It's hard to describe. You'll know. It's the thing you know. All the goth girls have the same fucking haircut. Kind of like all Karens have the same fucking haircut. All all goth girls have the same haircut. Was it that weird? Was it like the super like straight down or like kind of like the weird wispy? I'm, I guarantee if I just Google goth hair, goth it'll, haircut, it'll, it'll, it'll come right up. Comes up, yeah. What oh, is what is era? this garbage? This is not. What the fuck is this? Is this goth now? <laughs> Goth is dead, Brandon. Did I mean emo? Oh man, I forgot to get super upset about this shit. Hold on. Wait, do you, <laughs> wait, do you really secretly like emo girl, or was it a scene kid that you you like those scene? Um, was it was it scene kids? I forgot that was a thing too. Yeah, they had like the checkered. It was pants. emo, son of a bitch. Everybody's oh. super upset with oh. me right now, <laughs> bro. All you had to say was fueled by ramen. That's all you had to say. Oh, oh, I'll send it anyway because I made it this far, but. This is the one time where I'm going to be like, yeah, I deserve the hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying you're feeling emotional right now? I'll punch you in the dick and I won't regret it. <laughs> oh, my God. Why can't I just say? Oh, there it is. Here, hold on. Oh. That haircut. The swoopy with the straight bullshit. Yeah, the fucking wispy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. To be fair to you. That one is classified for emo, um, and then seeing kids wasn't, I, I think it was, I'm gonna get hate too, wasn't emo, but sort of emo, 
Uh, it was it was between the two. I feel like you're safe. It's an easy little mix up. It's like the screamo kids. Oh, see, that's the yes. third category. Yeah, Boom. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a denomination of. <laughs> they, they're they're still, god denominations. You see, like the screamo kids always like mesh with the hardcore kids, so they would probably be under that. Or what? What was the? The moniker, word? the umbrella. <laughs> yeah. What? What's the? What's that one umbrella? The scene kids. You know, that mm-hmm. would probably fall under that category. I don't think I've ever met a scene kid. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. What? Yeah, I really don't think I've ever met one. It's because he's not from New Jersey. That's why. Well, no, wait, no, no. He would have met a scene kid because Midwestern um freaking emo music kind of like. That's true. They they hung out like Hawthorne Heights and all of them. Like y'all, y'all kind of close. Ohio is for lovers. I actually a lot of that shit came. I listen to a lot of emo. Actually, believe it or not. No, I do believe it. I do. I'm a huge Circus Survive fan. Circus Olay? Survive. <laughs> Circus Survive. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of that uh, that super cult-like Chinese Circus Olay. Zhang Fei or Quan Chi or whatever it's called. Quan Chi. <laughs> the Mortal Kombat <laughs> character. I know. I, I thought you were talking, spitting some Jade Empire shit at me for a minute. Oh. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> no. I'm actually about to beat that game again. It's still good after all these years. Way ahead of its time. I, I looked at it, and I saw somebody talking about it on YouTube. And I was like, holy shit, I haven't thought about this game in, like, 10 years or whatever, right? And then I saw him, like, playing it. I was like, bro, I don't remember this game at fucking all. And I was like, no, I'm going to go replay it. Because apparently it's hit that timeline in my head where it'll be new again, you know? Man, I tell you like this. Save yourself the trouble because, like, through the EA app is terrible. I, just, I, I bought it on Xbox and it runs so smooth, so perfect. smooth. Perfect. I was uh yeah. No, I'll save that. But yeah, man, no, I, that, that's a good call, Ken Dog. I didn't think about it. I got you, bro. Because I looked at Redoing all the work. It. It's not worth it. I looked at all the work and said, "Nah, fam, ain't ain't me." Nah, fam, that's a violation. But. Guys, I now that we're mourning the loss of this this subgroup, this subsect, I I think we need to cheer the spirits, make the people feel good. Who's the most emo out of all the Spartans? Ooh. I think it's John. I don't know. Hmm. No, I mean, yeah, no, it, it would have to be John, right? Because look, his mom, number one. Is terrible. I think it's your boy. No, hold on a minute. No, it's your boy. Carter? No, no, oh, no, no. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Soren. Soren, yeah, he's super emo. He did end up like, yeah. I gotta do a one-off episode to wrap that up. I gotta wrap that bow real nice. Yeah, we're almost to that point in the timeline, right? Where his shit kind of uh concludes. Let me double check. Uh, well, we'll, uh, well, we'll put that in the parking lot for right now. Just pick it up and move it over there. Setting that aside. Mm-hmm. Just put, put it, it over the there. All right, Nagatoro, lay it on us. <laughs> Nagatoro, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another round of You, Me, and Lore. I am the Shogun 
of the Empire in the South, Kenny Kendall Gomez, my my Shogun in the in the the Mid East, Brandon Wayner. You're you're absolutely crushing this, and I'm not embarrassed for you at all. <laughs> <laughs> someone someone was gonna say it. Someone was gonna say it. There is no secondhand cringe on this side of the aisle going on at all. Oh yeah, y'all loving it. <laughs> It's to cheer the spirits up. And the last but not least, the Oni, the demon himself, clean. How you doing, dog? I'm great, man. I love it. The demon himself. Cock demon, maybe. He, 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 uh, that, it, you know what? That's an upgrade. <laughs> I haven't hit that level of expertise yet, Brandon. For cocks? Remember, remember <laughs> you, you ha- you've got to upgrade that, you know? There's a whole system to it. I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I'm I I am I'm flabbergasted. You know, when you're you play the video game and you got to learn a craft or a skill, you know, you always start with the base skill. I'm not a, I'm not there yet. I'm at level negative six. You know, how'd you go into the negatives? Uh, <laughs> unlaw, um, bad honor. By not <laughs> bad honor. I got my eye on you. I don't know what's going on with you, but I don't like it. I'm watching your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually as normal as ever. <laughs> oh no, NSA surveillance for Cleve. <laughs> he deserves it. Are you guys going to request your FBI records? Oh, I forgot about oh, that. You know what? I need you to send me that link again. I need another link from you too. It's just a link to the FBI. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, we want a direct link to that page in the FBI page, man. There's a difference. Clean, that I know website, exactly what you're asking that for. That website is not user-friendly, my guy. Well, they don't want it to be because then they have to do stuff. <laughs> but all right. No, that's that's a fair point. I got you. I'm not going to do it because, God forbid, they do actually go, hmm, why does this guy want that? <laughs> I got nervous as soon as I started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> my man was like, "I'm not ending up in a list or a cell in Cuba." <laughs> he, he I looked at my I looked at my hard drives and I was like, "I don't think anything goofy's on there." And then I was like, "Oh, but what if there is?" <laughs> <laughs> what could it possibly what if be? It's like I don't know, like you know, fucking ten years ago, if I downloaded like an anarchist cookbook or some shit, I didn't NSA. But like, what if I did? <laughs> oh my God. You know, you just don't know, especially because it's me. I don't fucking know what I do half the time. Anytime but anyway, I got you, scared. You've always, you've always been sober, so this scares me. Wait, what? Anytime I've ever spoken to you, I think you've been sober. So it's, it's like. I haven't what's had that, a drink in in months. <laughs> then that scares me even more to know what's in your mind when you're when there's no juice in you. Yeah, I stopped juicing, boys. Oh, it's, it's done. Uh, yeah, it's over. Oh no, I mean I'm still gonna drink, but it's like an occasional thing. I'm old now, Ken Dog. I can't. My poor liver. <laughs> I haven't like, had one this year. Good for you, actually. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl, I did. That's reasonable, mm. though. That's yeah. Peer pressure. How could you give in? Wow. Oh, well, there could have been nobody here, and I would have. <laughs> Especially the way that was going in the first half. <laughs> I was bummed the fuck out. <laughs> oh, man. What a time. Anywho, so we're talking about Halo, right? 
Yeah, yeah, dude. We're we're picking back up with Nazat. I um, it's funny because I totally thought I'd I'd wrap this up in like two three pages. It ended up being like seven pages front and back. Holy like, shit! Wow. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I got like, things bro. to do in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think it'll at, at, at least at least it should hit an hour because I'm like maybe maybe the book was too small. <laughs> Remember that time I said, don't worry, boys, I only got two pages for Death Stranding this episode, and oh, it was like that. two and a half hours. <laughs> don't worry, boys, just one break, and it'll be through it. Three breaks later. <laughs> oh, so I'll stop interrupting you, uh, because we got things to do, apparently. Don't worry. I've left openings for us to interact, so just do it. Oh, mandatory playtime. Perfect. <laughs> that uh, was my favorite part in play school. <laughs> gonna force you kids to learn how to share. Oh, my kid shared for the first time today, so that was nice. That was cool. Was it his fist? No, no. He was he was playing catch with another kid for the first time in nice. his entire life. Yeah, yeah, catch these hands. Oh, he was about to. He was about to until the kid threw the ball back, and he was like, "Hold up." <laughs> the program put the violence away. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, real quick. Um, Queen birthday, I believe. When? Uh, recently for one, for your child was it this week or? Oh yeah, well, my my son's ninth birthday was past Monday. It was fantastic. I we took him out to I took him out to buy some stuff and then we just ate cake. It was fantastic, and then we're gonna take him. Not this weekend, but next weekend, we're going to the largest indoor go-kart track in the world, uh, which is 15 minutes away from me, uh, but that's what we're doing for his birthday celebration. We're going go-karting. That's dope as fuck. Wait, is that the one that has the uh, the Mario Kart Rainbow Road track? No. Ah, damn. Not that I saw, but I'll ask. I mean, you know, if they do a little a little team building trip. <laughs> Listen, this <Yeah. laughs> this place is nice. It's I really don't know how to tell you that our accounts are in the red for the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what CFO? <laughs> what? <laughs> to be fair, this to was put fair. out in a memo, <laughs> and the and the entire board signed off on it. This ain't my fault. Uh, hey, we're not we're not a publicly traded company we don't have to report shit <laughs> wait bailout <laughs> that's what i'm hearing me, me praying for another coronavirus to come through just so oh we can get a ppe get two hundred thousand dollars because i employ you jorge lopez <laughs> don't pay you shit Ooh, that's not a bad idea Oh I, man, I, I appreciate you, Kenny. Thank, thank you. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. It's getting too big too fast. Dog, I can't even imagine that shit. Like, I can't imagine my kid at nine. Dude, it's it's wild. It's wild. I I want to applaud both of you gentlemen for having very positive family outings, and not being like that one family that fought for the last slice of Chuck E. Cheese pizza. So, golf claps. Oh no, that is my family. Yeah, no, yeah. What are you talking about? Oh no, we don't even do Chuck E. We, we no, no, we don't even go. We don't even go to Chuck E. Cheese anymore because it's fucking cheap. Like, 
you you know that's like a negative only for the people on the other side of that pizza. For that family, it's a positive event, right? The pizza <laughs> is great. I love Chuck E. Cheese pizza. I heard that Chuck E. Cheese pizza is low-key the shit now. Like, it went from it's shit to the bad. shit. Think it's it's like it's like two points under Little Caesars. No shit. It was like Ooh, yeah, like hot and ready, like hot and ready Little Caesars, or like maybe after a day or two. Like work, break it down to me like hot that. and ready, hot and ready. Ooh, okay. it tastes pretty hot and ready. The Chuck E. Cheese pizza is really not that bad. Pepperoni's a little questionable, but you get it plain, you'll be all right. <laughs> Using that seagull. <laughs> oh shit! Fucking flying beach uh. rats. That's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad you guys are having lovely life. Yeah, man. Today. You could do it too if you weren't, you know, you. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm not. So. <laughs> oh, but I'll tell you who I want to be is Mazzotti. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> we did it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like you, you sob. Actually, this time, this time it was Kenny's fault. It was Kenny's fault for for be for being. Uh, moral. Yeah. Quit caring about your coworkers. I care about y'all. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you know what's funny? That actually shows up in this chapter. And we're gonna are we though? <laughs> are we at this? <laughs> we <point>? are. <laughs> it's only eight pages, and we're, we're like we're thirteen minutes away from the first break. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Cue cue the timer, boys. So we are also. I got. Exp- We're about to go on break before we Like I'm just looking at the top. I'm like, we're almost there. <laughs> this episode is almost old enough to vote. Like, <laughs> oh shit. All right. So real quick, just to describe the scene where we're at. If y'all remember, there's a beautiful. It's a beautiful, wondrous plateau, and there is a. UNSC ship called the Whitley on top of that. Plateau. Right, 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 right. Yep. Right, 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 right. So if you go down this plateau, it actually it kind of opens up into like a canyon uh-huh, a little uh-huh. bit, and and there's a there's a big old ravine. Cool, cool. A a gulch. A big old gulch. Gotcha. Would you call it a blood gulch? I may even call okay, it a cool, blood cool, gulch. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so if you remember, right uh-huh, after uh-huh. all the shenanigans of uh, Nazat. Rolling through on with tanks, like my man's rolling right, through. Right, right, right. Like at the Allies rolling right. through Germany. People trying I, to catch him riding dirty. Right. I'm tracking, I'm tracking. Keep going, keep going. Right, right. So we left off. Most of his homies caught the business. They lost like three rounds. Didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> didn't matter. It was part of the plan. It was a part of the plan. He knew that there were going to be losses in this Hail Mary of a play. And to just to wrap up the, the description here, Nazat Lakoshi. And and the elite, they are on the, they're on the one side of the canyon. The humans are on the other side of the canyon that's connected to the plateau. And if y'all remember, we kept saying that the um, the human warthogs rolled up on a tunnel, and then the humans started piling into this tunnel. Well, that's where we pick up with because uh, Nazar and Lakoshi have a bit of a conversation about. Because, I mean, let's call it what it is. Aliens or mankind, dudes will always just stand around to talk about a really big hole that they find. Like, <laughs> it is... <laughs> it's factual. It's very factual, and it happens every time. And If a dude sees a really big hole somewhere, he will point 
and go, look it doesn't even matter if he knows the other dude or not and go damn that's a big fucking hole and the other guy will be like yeah man <laughs> that's great world building if you ask me it, it's the cave man the cave that's man like gene. at least four oonga boompas <laughs> <laughs> not oonga keep going <laughs> i think that's one of the name of the elites <laughs> so, <laughs> all right so literally what we just talked about Lakoshi and and Nazad are literally they're looking over this ravine and they're thinking, all right, the way that these these Marines these humans are piling up in the tunnel, that means this tunnel's important. This tunnel also looks like the outlet to a culvert as well. So, and then on top of all that, there's a road connecting this tunnel and wherever it goes. And they realize, okay, more than likely, the reason why. The humans are trying to pile into this tunnel is because that tunnel is how we get into the Whitney. Well, as they're kind of talking about it, somebody approaches from the rear. And this becomes my favorite character of the chapter. They're approached and interrupted by a man by the, well, excuse me, an elite by the name of Zinwazi. Now, in my notes. (gasps) It's a trap. It's Clinton. How do you how do you spell that, Kenny? It is Z, I, N, W, A, S. You're just making up letters at this point. That is that is how his name is spelled. So I gotta describe him because he's not just like any elite that just strolled. None of them are. Have you noticed that? The game does them a disservice. They're like all different shapes and sizes. Oh, just so, like tumors. My man's. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Save that for the flood episode. Yay! <laughs> oh no, not so, New Orleans. Everybody, calm the fuck down. Oh. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Please keep going. <laughs> a large, a large, stocky Sanghili. In blue, energy-shielded armor, he was missing two fingers and half a man. How many fingers do they normally have? Uh, I believe they have, it's between two or three fingers and two thumbs. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, he, uh, half a disfigured, uh, disfigured mandible, disfigurements that only seem to make him all the more formidable. If you guys remember in the last two weeks ago when all like the hail of fire was coming from the turrets and the and the marines, Nizat stood in the middle of it and Lakoshi was like, Dog, you wanna get some cover? You wanna get some armor? And my man said, Faith is my armor. Badass. Right? Well, Zenwazi ain't no bitch. He kind of picks up on what <laughs> Nizat's doing. So what he does is he gets behind Lakoshi because Lakoshi is like hidden behind a uh, a boulder because remember he's holding the luminal beacons and those are sacred relics that they're going to use to beat Oni. So he hides behind Lakoshi because where Lakoshi's at, it it covers his uh, bottom section, but leaves his top completely open. So my man is totally willing to die, but not get shot in the balls is what's going on here. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> listen i'm not saying like, i, I, I don't agree. yeah i'm not 
I'm not saying I disagree with him. I'm just saying I get it. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I just I wanted to include that because I thought that was the smartest thing in the uh, the chapter. Well, at that point, right, Nazan and Lakoshi are having this conversation in comms, and that's when they let uh, Yuwazi in. And he tells them, like, hey, man, we're actually uh, discussing infidel tactics. I thought you were going to say infidelity for a minute because you, you got my ass thinking about how they reproduce. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you say healing get down? Do they cross? Yeah, swords? like, like what's the dealio? You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> is it like, I'm, keep going, man. I'm going to go off the. <laughs> I'm gonna go off the reservation. Keep going. Was it rule thirty four? It's a, I'm Somebody about to fucking Google it. <laughs> Don't do it's it. It's kind of like it's kind of like. Have you ever seen duck dicks? <laughs> Bro, that is the. Oh my god! I don't know what God, what God or whatever. Oh omnipotent being was thinking when they made that. Oh, I that. can tell you exactly how. Do you want to know why that's the way it is? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you anyway. So they look like that because apparently ducks have a huge um, forcible assault upon the other gender problem. Oh. Yes, for, you know, future monetary reasons. I can't say the uh, the real word. Um, so that's uh, how they've adapted through their lifetimes in order to combat that is to make it difficult for that to happen. This is a dark day for ducks everywhere. Yeah, man. Ducks look cute. They ain't. <laughs> Just like beavers. Listen, I don't like anything that's got wings. Wait, what's the problem with beavers? What'd they do? <laughs> we'll find out more oh, at God. 10. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> I could also ruin otters for you if you want. Oh, no. I know. I know they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're vicious assholes. little creatures. They're assholes. Uh-huh. They literally are one of the few creatures that hunt for sport. Okay, maybe that that little part. I knew I, I knew they were bad, but we'll hold that one. We're gonna okay, come yeah, back to yeah. that one. Anyway, <laughs> saying Healy dicks. What were you saying? Saying Healy dicks, right? So they're they are discussing infidel tactics, and I and I love it because it's a parallel to how like John and the rest of the Spartans are trying to figure out covenant tactics. But that's gonna get cut short. So he's telling them, he's telling them like we're wondering the tactics, and then the scene kind of moves to the ravine. Where you see like the five warthogs in there, like they're they're you know they're in position. They're trying to like shoot on the elite side of the canyon, and the warthogs are also near the entrance of the of this this tunnel as well. And Liza is trying to figure out the why. But this is when Zan. Um, Zan oh my god, I'm gonna call yeah, him Zen Zimbabwe. For the rest of the chapter. <laughs> In Invader Zimbabwe. <laughs> I love it. So he's talking to Zimbabwe, and Zimbabwe literally interrupts him. He's like, the why does not matter. My man's like, I don't give a damn what they're trying to do. And then he literally gestures his hand. Fleet Rangers, his shooters, pull up and start, like, lining up on their side of the canyon in, in, in like, squad position, ready to put down these warhogs. My man's like, I, I don't care what they're doing because they're not going to get to do what they're doing. And before, like, Nazak can even process, like, all right, my man shows up out of the blue, has the fleet rangers, the shooters ready to go. He was also asking about the greatest NASCAR pit crew I have ever read in Halo. The elites that are in charge of harpooning 
the the rest of the fleet rangers over from their side of the canyon to the human side of the canyon before Nizak could already could, could even ask him about it the the harpoonists or the, the I'm gonna call them hoopers they were already they already showed up on their side of the canyon broke off into small teams and started setting up harpoons like you know for Nizak messing up he has a very tight squad and the the harpoon is is about 20 troops 20 um, elite troops and they broke off into their teams guess how many breaths it took them to set up the first harpoon just take a shot gentlemen uh, how how many like breaths how many sang healy yeah. did it take them to set up harpoons got my horny ass thinking breasts and i was like i i don't know man uh <laughs> where are your hands Brandon? Uh, i don't know where the normal amount is i i don't even know how to answer this to be honest with you uh, I'm just at, at least uh, less than seven took them 10 breaths so like 10 God damn it the one time i don't say at least yeah you're you're like you're i'm like wow he was three off it took them 10 breaths so i'm i'm assuming that maybe like between five minutes at most how many times do you breathe i don't know man I, you seem to you seem to say healy they don't breathe often either so. I'm, I'm i'm gonna time myself breathing this is i don't believe 10 minutes well you're not an alien they don't breathe like humans john I, I didn't say it. No, that. remember like how Fred comes after um John, like dog, they're aliens. Oh, jo- they're scared John, of spiders. It's true. That John. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's gonna be a running gag oh, yeah. in this podcast <laughs> now that your name is John and you're here. Like <laughs> I just no, because like usually I catch it. I catch it before I say it, but this time it just slipped right through me. John was like the nerve of this man. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do shit. <laughs> No, I'm new, guys, but you gotta quit picking on me. I don't think I'm new anymore. No, he's he's a regular. He's he's down. He's there now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll let your W two decide that. Oh my god. <laughs> not that any of us are here, but Well, I'll tell you who's not here. So literally the harpoons are all set. The first one is ready to go. Now Nizad is actually about to tell him, go ahead and call the fleet rangers over so we can start sending them over to get a good position on the road that connects to the tunnel. That's when they're interrupted by plasma fire from the, the agents that just pulled up behind uh, Zengwazi. So now the warhogs are actually aiming for where Nizad, Lakoshi, Zengwazi, and the, and the fleet rangers are. But given the fact that they're in the, ravine, the excuse me, the ravine, Nizat squad, they pull in the Obi-Wan. They have the higher ground, so mostly the, the turrets on the Warhogs are just kind of chipping the, the canyon siding, really. They start laying down the hate with the plasma rifles. But the plasma rifles are also associated with the particle rifles that he brought as well. So they start blasting into the Warhogs to the point that Nizat can see the shadows of Marines retreating. And essentially, it's a description of the movie Dodgeball because he you can watch them dodging, dipping, ducking, zigzagging to avoid like the plasma fire from the sky. It gets so crazy that little interaction that not only does he see like the the Marines kind of scurrying off, he sees the particle rifles maybe take down one or two bodies, 
And he even sees a warthog flip over once the driver gets a direct hit. But Mizat understands there is no time to waste. So we're not going to waste this. This is our first break. Come back I'm later. Waste it. Oh, wait. Halo Ninja. <laughs> Cough. Just, just is it about on. where his his pee pee goes? Because oh I God. also am confused. <laughs> no, I, I worry about you, Brandon. <laughs> they don't wear pants. I don't know where. It <laughs> <laughs> it's their fingers, man. They finger bang each other. <laughs> finger bang the, bang the, you the into my heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what we're gonna come in on, that. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Man, how did nice. how did you enjoy that rendition by our Brandon Wayner? What's the name of the song, Brandon? Uh, it's uh, Finger Bang. Right? Isn't it Finger Bang? Yeah, but I remember the name of the boy band. Oh, what was the name of the band? Oh, clean. I mean, Bandit. I know it was South Park, but. <laughs> I mean, they're finger banging, man. Oh yeah, the the band is called Finger Bang. Oh, the name of the band was Finger Bang. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna finger bang bang. Yeah. Into my <laughs> that is a what great a way to come back. <laughs> they don't wear pants. They don't wear pants. All right. Well, we're gonna make like Nizad in the book, yo. So jumping right back into it, Nizad realizes like he's watching this firefight and he's like, I'm wasting time. If we don't make a we don't make for that tunnel right here, right now, he knows that the humans on the top of the plateau, they're gonna reinforce that that edge that's facing the canyon, and it'll be impossible to get to the tunnel. So at that point, I need to read us a poem. Is it Hamlet? It is a little bit of Hamlet, because this is uh the thought that runs through Nazat's mind. And there were at least a hundred humans on the plateau above, approaching the head of the ravine. If Nizat allowed even a small force of infidels to take the road before he did, they would quickly reinforce it and deny him the foothold he needed to bring his uh, cadre across the chasm. Nizat broke into a run, quickly mastered um, Zimbabwe. All right, so Nizat heads back to the harpooning crew. So they finished setting up the first harpoon. They finally got the second harpoon set up. And at that point, he, he starts getting his equipment because Nazat's literally going to be one of the first ones to fly. So he gets a quick sit rep from Zimwazi, like, hey, how are the soldiers doing against the Marines? Zimwazi kind of looks, he's like, uh, their weapons are kind of having an effect, but he's like, it's not enough to make a dent. We're good. Well, it's at that point. Nazat pretty much tells him we're wasting time it is time to go and Nizza, i don't i don't know how far you boys ever got in final fantasy 10 uh but there's a scene where titus and uh the rest of the guardians interrupt a wedding by coming in on an airship and uh grinding yeah. on yeah. cables so i don't yes. know yes all right oh. yeah, yeah it's I a yeah okay. yeah very iconic scene actually beautiful you'd be surprised Okay, so 
a, another great Final Fantasy album. Yeah. It's on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on our list. It's actually the first. Oh, it's the first Final Fantasy I played. That's the one that made me like fall in love with the series. Um, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. We'll have to talk. We'll have to talk about that later. It's a classic. Ten out of ten. But yeah, that. But but yeah, that's. Ah, I see yeah, what you did there. <laughs> Wink. All right. So at that point, Nazat essentially does the same thing. He's got his like a uh, harpoon gear, and also just to clarify for everybody, it's not like they sharp actual harpoons. These are like zero gravity energy harpoons that they're shooting the elites across. You know, a little little futuristic sprinkling for you and nizat takes off plasma rifle in hand and it's at this point in all of like nizat's courage honor and bravado he has a thought to himself nizat raced forward wondering if he may if he might not be taking the sangheili lead from the front ethos a little too seriously he reached the rim and stepped into nothingness so at this point he's like yo maybe i need to chill out with trying to be the first person in and the last person out it's becoming to be a little too much and then he kind of talks about his uh experience at six flags like the feelings coming up and down his stomach uh the speed and the biggest thing is he tells himself not to look down. And that's probably the most human thing about the saying Healy, that they are flying across the air to this other side of a canyon, and and my man's thought is, I can't look down. But then he looks down. (laughs) (laughs) Always. So, it had been a long time since Nazat's field training. So it took him 10 breaths to find a tension that allowed him to slide forward swiftly but still under control. By then, the Master of Rangers was already speeding ahead on the cable to his right, and the third harpoon was pulling its cable past to his left. Nazat told himself not to look down, but did anyway. A thousand units below lay a shimmering ribbon of blue. Whether it was water or mirage was impossible to say. He only knew that the last thing he wanted was to find out. <laughs> we got a fucking comedian over here. <laughs> Yo, for real. <laughs> Yo, dude, I'm a fucking alien Joe Rogan, this motherfucker is. Yo, Nazat. Nazat is something else, but it, it gets funnier, right? This man doesn't realize that not only is he, like, horrified of heights, he's going so fast that Lakoshi has to call him and say, please slow down. We're impressed. <laughs> we know we are not you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, he's like, we are already impressed. Like, all right, no more. No more pushing the boundary. <laughs> are we a fucking joke to you? Essentially, but at this point, Nazak kind of has a... Uh, cartoon moment this is all happening in the air keyword is he's going too fast and it's at that point he realizes oh shit if i don't start slowing down i'm gonna be like a splat in this canyon wall he he pumps the brakes he came so close to busting his shit (laughs) (laughs) 
that he he managed to slow down just enough in time to be eight units above the center of the road. So now they're on the human side of the canyon or right above the road. I would probably say maybe 300, four unit, 300 or 400 units in saying Healy away from the tunnel. And at this point, this is when everybody starts arriving. Lakoshi arrives. Um, Zenwasi arrives. And this is why I love Zenwasi. He gets there. He looks up at Nazad and he's like, so you haven't lost your touch, big dog. Is um, Nazad doesn't even pay attention to the comment. Um, and Zenwasi is like, hey, can you make the jump down onto the road so we can keep moving? Well, Problem is, Nizat's only got one goal and one goal on his mind is getting into that tunnel. He tells him, you have a more important task than helping me. It was only 300 units away, a broad gap in the cliff where the road crossed over the drainage tunnel. The humans are nearly at the road. If they reach it, and then all of a sudden, dog, what that, that song with, uh, is it Dave Grohl? There goes my hero. It just starts playing in the background, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yes, that's how disgusting this is. Before, by the time Nizat says, if they reach it, Zenwazi cuts him off. I will not allow it. Send my rangers forward as they arrive. My man unclips and starts Usain Bolt, just hauling ass down the road to take the tunnel, even if he's got to take it by his damn self. Well, at this point, Nizak kind of starts, you know, surveilling the area. He's trying to get an idea of what's going on. And while he's doing that, he realizes Lakoshi's already, like, disengaged from where they were hanging over the road. And he's about, like, 30 units ahead of him. He actually gets mad. He gets mad because, once again, he is holding luminal beacons. And those are important relic and nothing should happen to them. But at the same time, he knows that in their culture, they reward bravery and courage. And he knows for this crazy plan to work, he kind of needs those lieutenants that are crazy enough to just go, go, go without his direction. Nizat finally gets down. He starts running to catch up with Lakosi. They get there. They start slowly pushing up the road. And it's at that point... They see another harpoon reach the canyon. So that means the fleet rangers are coming through. And Nazat has a, has a brilliant idea. Let's post up here for a second. Zenwazi is already headed to the tunnel. He's more than likely should have it under control. We'll wait here, have the fleet rangers move across the canyon, and we'll coordinate. And then from there, we'll proceed to the tunnel. You guys think that's a great idea? I wanted to turn back like three zip lines ago. <laughs> they just call it, just call it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck it. <laughs> Literally, as like the words are coming out, they're kind of like, yeah, this is good. You know, hey, things are finally looking up for us. There is a sound. There is a sound that every Halo player has heard in multiplayer. Doesn't matter if you're solo, doesn't matter if you're in a squad. When you hear the sound, you're either going to feel it or it's going to inspire fear. They hear a boom. That's very descriptive. Yes. Thank you. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> hear boom. You piece of shit. <laughs> I, know, I know exactly where it came from. This man is like, son of a... But no, I uh, the, the next step is actually to read the quote from the book. So the boom was actually a deafening crack sounded from the ravine mouth so loud that it overpowered even the clatter of the other human weapons. Nizat looked toward the noise and found the master of rangers, Zenwazi, a hundred units ahead, his energy shield crackling with overload static. A second crack echoed from the ravine mouth, and a jet of purple blood shot from a hole in the master's back plate. Sniper, Nizat, grabbed Lakosi, then hurled him down beside the cliff and jumped on top of him. Stay down. Doesn't want him to move. He needs to protect the beacon. And from there, yo, that sniper rifle is going off. My man is on fire right now. At this point, Nizat's like, okay, there's a sniper, but we have backup coming. So there's a, there's a chance. There's an opportunity. Nizat glanced back at the spanning cables to see what kind of support he and Lakosi could expect. And boys, let me tell you what they felt. Rangers hanging limp on the first two cables, their bodies halfway across the canyon and pouring blood. Their breaking bars fighting hard against the spanning cables. Another crack sounded, then another, The rain, and the ranger on Lakoshi's cable fell limp. His descent began to slow, his body suddenly dripping violet fluid, and then his breaking bar brought him to a halt, leaving him to dangle in the middle of the canyon like a dead, like his dead fellows. Before those cables could be used again, another warrior would have to slide down and cut the bodies free, and that was not going to happen while there was an infidel sniper covering the canyon. So, literally, their great situation has gone to hell real quick. Should have went back three zip lines ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a real shame they don't have Sergeant Wayner here to, to, guide, them, to guide them through the way. <laughs> three zip lines is too many. Two zip lines would have been, been fine. Such a great character. <laughs> no. <laughs> I will say, life, life, life imitates art. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what I said before everybody gets all antsy. <laughs> it's I. Right. They know what they. They know what to expect now. Do they? <laughs> Hey, worst case, or you keep them guessing, keep them on them toes. They like toes. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, here come. That's the fucking hate mail of all the stupid shit we said this episode. That's the one. I guarantee it. God damn it! You just pissed off the entire feet community. Oh, bro, listen, straight up from the bottom of my heart. Fuck that community, yo! I'm my guy, <laughs> just like, my guy, yo. And like, there, there are so many things, and that's probably one of the worst ones. And I know the saying, "Don't yick on someone's yak," but I'm yicking hard on this yak. <laughs> I, and I tell you, I tell you, one person who probably doesn't like feet, Nizat. Yo, well, he, he. What do they like? <laughs> 
balls. <laughs> Iron they don't, brass. They no. don't wear pants. <laughs> Hear me out, though. You're about to find out why it's balls, right? So literally, this sniper is murdering everybody around him. And Nazat's first thought is, Lakoshi. Good thing my dick's protected <laughs> under my helmet. <laughs> This is going to keep you up all night tonight. <laughs> my search history is about to be fucking wild. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, your poor lady. I just picture her going downstairs. What is that? <laughs> She's like, that's what I'm trying to find out, honey. <laughs> the conspiracy board picture. <laughs> Red oh, wire. Oh, man. Well, we'll have an answer soon. She listens to every episode. So. Uh, a1 that's a1 since day one baby oh man all right well shit's gone south zenwazi is dead r.i.p to my homeboy in the arms of an angel wait which one died zenwazi wait is it is, so no wait he's my favorite dead so wait Zen, what, well, I, I like i like the job but Listen, Waze is dead would. now. Bro, he was the one that Bandwagoner. got clapped by the sniper. That's when that's when the Zot looked to his left about coordinating and was like, Oh, I'm coordinating a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Joke number two. That one was actually Thank good. you. Thank you. Cringe in the morning, but it's it's all funny at the end. God damn. So he lost his he boy. He lost his boy. But damn it, Nazat is a man on a mission, dog. And he tells Lakozi. Who's his second sword? And for anybody who's wondering, who's his second in command? <laughs> and Lakoshi's like, it's Oro Gulyasi. Oh, that's a stupid fucking name. Well, and then <laughs> Lakoshi's then, shall I inform him of his promotion? <laughs> Nazat's like, do it right away and tell him to send no more rangers to die on the cape. They're going to cover us from the other, from our side of the canyon. Golly. What a fucking idea. <laughs> I, I wrote this down in particular because um, after Nazak commands Lakoshi to, you know, find Oro, give him the command, he starts to assess the area where they're at. He's like, I don't know where this sniper is. I don't really understand these snipers, but from what I can get, they're sort of like stealth vessels. They don't they don't follow the same rules of engagement as we do, and they're more subterfuge and like in and out quick hits. So Nizat does something that not a lot of many not many people use. He uses common pager. oh pager, no common fucking sense. He's What's like, that? Well, he's like, couple Define it. Written by your boy, Tybus Page. Say it one more time, John. Written by your boy, Thomas Page. Thomas Page. It yelled, ooh, damn. I feel you. Okay. Well. Well, for real, bombs. I wish I had All right. Little, little I wasn't thing. ready for that. All right. He immediately first looks at where Zinwazi's body is. He's like, all right, based on where his body is, Maybe the shoot the shooter's about 300, 200 units ahead of us. So he starts assessing the canyon itself. He's like, the shot came close to the tunnel. This sniper, for all the snipers that I dealt with, he's not even that good. 
and he figured, killed your boy. He killed better than your boy, motherfucker. I was just about <laughs> to say. Well, yo, apparently Nazad doesn't respect the sniper because here's the funny part. He figures out based on the distance of Nazad's body and the trajectory where the bullets came, there's a particular spot where the canyon meets the the ravine and like the plateau, and he's like, the sniper is in that general area. He tells Lakoshi, hit up Oro, tell all his boys, open fire on that spot until whatever moves there is dead. Well, let me read. I just need to read a page for you boys. Little little excerpt. Yes, sir. About to make a goddamn audio book. Oh, you know it, baby. Lakoshi relayed the command, and the rangers began to concentrate their fire as directed. The sniper barrel quickly withdrew. A moment later, a blurry figure with a soft bush-like silhouette began to scramble across the slope, then took a beam rifle right through its center and tumbled out of sight. So, Nazat said, fuck around and find out. Here's the thing, though. Even though they took out the sniper... It did nothing to kind of turn the tide or dissuade uh, the counterattack that the Marines were about to put up. These Marines got that dog in them. Their determination was so fierce that when the Harpoon Squad went to set up a six Harpoon, they took them out. They took out that that pit crew in a single Sangheili breath. Just gone. And it's a... Not ten. Huh? Not, Not ten, ten, just one. <laughs> just one breath this time. <laughs> well, Nizat finally gives the order. No more harpooning and to withdraw. So that team, no, so no more sending people across. So what does that leave us with, boys? Geriatric chairs. That's a solid answer. What you think, Clean? Another problem. I like that. That's probably the best answer. I'll get you next time. <laughs> <laughs> you were close. You were you were close second place. I'm start I'm starting to understand the trend now. That's why. That's it. <laughs> starting to see, starting to see the sto- how the story's going. <laughs> yep. I'm starting to feel the vibe of it now. The environment. The environment. <laughs> well, in my in my mind, this is like terrible. Like I'm reading it in the in the chapter, and like the song starts playing in my head because then you hear. Uh, I got DMX playing in my head. I hear X gonna give it to you come up. Because at this point, Nazat looks at Lakoshi and he's like, big man, you're gonna take the shield. I'm gonna take the gravity harness. And Lakoshi's like, wait, 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 wait. Um, or. <laughs> hear me or, out. <laughs> you know, maybe the harpoon squad, they can kind of, you know, maybe regroup find a different spot to send people over. And Nazat tells them, by the time they get in position to start sending people over, we're not going to need reinforcements. 
Yeah, because you'll already have one. Look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nazat, yeah, Nazat pretty much tells us, like, dog, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty inevitable. Like, so I know, <laughs> I know, like, what you've described is different than what I'm seeing in my head. But just the way this is going, I'm imagining, like, basically three aliens standing on, like, a single small pillar about the size of a sumo mat <laughs> just standing there going well this is this is rough isn't it carl <laughs> bad, bad. those are all the fleet rangers that are hanging out because that's the that's the wild part like I, it's it's not an insignificant piece of detail but um nizat's plan is so like bonkers batshit crazy that when they came down to Netarab, they only have a set number of harpoons. Like literally, that part about them having to send somebody over to cut the lines is they're so limited on rigs that they're they there's somebody like kind of in the middle that has to grab the anti gravity like harness to send it back to the other side. Like it's literally there there's zones and they don't even have that much equipment to get people over. So that whole thing of like Nazat and Zinwazi and Lakoshi getting there was probably like the fastest and realistically the only backup they were going to have. So it's it's pretty much right now two versus a hundred on that side of the canyon. They'll be fine. <laughs> They'll make it happen. Well, at this point, when Nazat kind of pretty much tells the Lakozi like, yo, we're going to die. Nizad is actually joyful when he says it. And the reason why he's joyful is, holy crap, we might actually be able to get these beacons on the Whitley. Like, that's how close they are to, to finishing this crazy mission. That they're only a hundred Marines away of getting those beacons on the Whitley. I mean that's a that's a hunt the good stuff if I've ever heard it. <laughs> hey man, what better odds? You know, DMX is playing in the background. They they gotta they gotta do it. And it's funny because then Lakoshi's like, well, you know what? It's gonna be an honor to die die here with you. And then Nazat talks about like we're gonna die, but if we can get the beacons on the ship, that cunning coward Wadoozy. He knows the plan. You're just making names up at this point. Oh no, we do. We we remember Waduzi. He was. But he we mentioned him two episodes. Like two there's no episodes. way I didn't make a With joke Doozy. about a name of that. There's no fucking we way did, I would yes. remember making fun of that. You did. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Waduzi. Waduzi. <laughs> what a yeah, That's his wife, McFloozy. <laughs> oh, they're a lovely family. Mm. Where do they make love, Kenny? <laughs> well, that's the thing about the saying Healy. They don't make love, they make war. And essentially, oh, that's what's going to happen when they plant the beacons. It's the same thing. It's the same breaking down. <laughs> <laughs> love is a battlefield. Oh, man. <laughs> gotcha. Well, plan is, Waduzi will conquer it. He'll get redemption. He's an asshole, is what they're saying. But he'll do it right. <laughs> Well, 
This is from uh, th- at this point. This is where bad goes to worse. So they have this heart to heart. They call Waduzi a bitch. They're ready to die. Lakoshi has the energy shield. <laughs> Nizat has the little gravity bands that the the fly enemies in Halo use. He puts an empty gravity band in the front, and then a gravity band holding one of the luminal beacons on his back. At last, the infidels began to pour out of the the ravine. Nazat's fleet rangers fired from across the chasm, raining particle and focus, beams down on their heads. The humans answered with a sustained rocket volley that left the left canyon rim flaking and cloaked in smoke. Essentially, y'all, that was the the green light because Lakosi and Nazat start booking it. They are running full sprint, but they're also shooting as well. So the the hundred Marines are now starting to push out of the ravine, and Nazat and Lakosi are actually shooting at them at the flank. To the point that even a warthog actually appears in front of them and actually drives by them like they're not even there. So the boys keep on shooting until they see that a a handful of the marines in the ravine actually break off and start shooting to where Nizat and Lakoshi are on the on the human side of the canyon. They're not getting too many hits because of the Obi Wan strategy. But one of the Marines, his name is Kyle. So all the drywall was wrecked. You best fucking believe. Because you hear the little, the the universal thump. And it's that thump that Nazat sees sort of like a bullet that's about maybe three human fingers big. Or or like 40 millimeters. Well... What what's that thing they used to call in 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 modern warfare? Something with noobs and booms. Noob tube. Noob tube. Three twenty. Two oh three. China Lake. <laughs> a grenade launcher. <laughs> exactly. The marine in the ravine popped the grenade. Used the noob tube on Nizat. <laughs> All he saw was a white flash, and flew back. Is our boy dead? Of course not. There's like 20 more <laughs> chapters of this shit. <laughs> it's, no. It's it's the man with the drip. He's Nathan. The drip, yeah. drip god. McDripperson can't die. <laughs> well, my man comes back in like typical war movie TV show fashion. Just boom, wakes back up. You, he doesn't remember what the hell happened. Just know that something popped next to him and it went boom. Lakoshi's trying to wake him up. Fleet Master, Fleet Master, like, dog, wake up. I can't do this without you. Nizat wakes up, shakes it off, like, I'm alive. Holy shit. Doesn't really say anything. He's just like, maybe I'm going to take a backseat to all this heroing. But he panics. It's enough hero work today. <laughs> right? He panics, though, because the anti-gravity pod in the front is shattered. However, he put the luminal beacon in the back, so we're good. The sacred relic is still okay. He realizes as well, all the marines that came pouring out of the ravine like the zombies, 
in um oh what's that movie? Brad Pitt. Oh, World War Z. Like they they flooded out of the the ravine like in World War Z and kind of dispersed. It actually left Nazat and Lakoshi kind of chilling. So Lakoshi was like, "All right." We need to get to this tunnel. We're right there. There, It's littered with plenty of bodies. Number one, we're going to chase the humans in there. And Lakoshi's like, isn't that going to be kind of suspicious, especially after the ass whooping we just took? <laughs> yeah, but we don't have a choice. It's the tunnel or nothing. So they're about to proceed into the mouth of madness. And before they go in, Nazat tells him, we're going to get the beacons on there, but we're going to hide it in something else. So the beacons won't be hidden in the energy harness or the shield anymore. And that ends our time with Nazat. And we pick up 18 kilometers into blue team's run. It's been 30 minutes since the Whitley sent its emergency broadcast. And we figure out the devastation and carnage in two weeks. (laughs) Why? I hope your credit score drops by 50 points. With that cliffhanger. Mwah. Thank you. Thank you. Brandon, the, the last third last twenty minutes is yours. <laughs> give us the anatomy the anatomy lesson you want to give. Oh no, I haven't looked into it yet. That's gonna require more than twenty minutes of, of research. <laughs> well, I do I do have something I wanna add in about Halo Oblivion as a whole. Lay down, lay down. From from doing my from doing my research, I from doing my research and doing a little bit of reading, I've come to notice that one thing that people keep on talking about is how detailed the book is. Just like little little things of like a, a warthog passing through without it, not without them noticing, or just like not even caring. You know, a little detail like that is is important. You know, and people want to know things like that and. I think it's very special that that the author, Troy Denning, yeah, Troy Denning, he does that, like, especially when he's using weapons, like, when he he specifies the different types of weapons, like a Type 31 needle rifle and a Type 51 carbine, Type 50 beam rifles. It's like everything is very specific and wants to make sure that it's not left to the imagination. I it it yeah. Let me know if this is too far, but like since reading, I essentially dub him like the Lord of Rings, but for Halo, with the amount of detail. Mm. Yeah, I give it to him. I mean, people. A lot of people have said like, it's it's the detail does get boring if you don't have that attention span. Mm-hmm. But the detail is important for the world building. And I res- I respect that completely. Which what kind of argument is it that like? wham my brain is too stupid to process what you're saying that means it's bad right if that's your argument you, you 
I don't know. Just right. get better genetics, bro. I don't really know what to tell you. Sign <laughs> up for Neuralink. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you don't live. Like, quit having a weak fucking lineage. You know, like, you can't have a graphic novel for everything. You know what I mean? And, like, there's just some things that you need to leave to the mind. Yeah, he does a good know? job of that, too. Like, he, 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 really he paints the scene. The way he does it is it's it's a writing technique where he, like, paints the scene for you by using X amount of senses that he wants us to utilize. And then after the scene is painted, then he he walks you through the scene, but he still has, like, the movements of the scene left for the imagination. So it's not like he's overly Absolutely. painting to where your brain can't, like, isn't enjoying the experience. It's not overly painted, but it is yeah, I, thoroughly I painted. It. I respect that, that style of writing, you know, because you, you get more. Yeah, I feel like it provides way more because otherwise, like, absolutely, if like obviously this would never happen. But like, if when that writing transits into something else, the problem becomes like, whenever film or any other media is based off of it, it goes against what preconceived notions you have by leaving it too open. And most of his stuff is very environmental, like. When it comes to the, it feels like mm-hmm, that. it's very environmental. So it's, it's more of the scene that's being painted rather than the characters, and he's painting yeah, their like motivations what? and like why they're doing things. But he's leaving the interactions up to be interpreted. So I mean, like if that's your complaint, I'm just gonna have to solidly disagree with you and call you weak. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know what else like, to say. You know, because there are times that you know Kenny's reading and I'll close my eyes and I'll try to picture what the situation's going on. And I can't like get like a foggy like a foggy mountainous region out of my head you know what i mean yeah like that that's that's what i feel when like he's describing like these ba- like the battle of netherop like it's just it's just on so large scale but so tight at the same time with everything that's going on i, I just want to say thank you for saying that out loud that that helps reassure me that you're seeing that it, it is essentially a, a giant stony foggy terrain that they're operating out of so that thank you thank you glad you can see it in your head that that reassures me a lot it, it really like i don't know like I'm, I'm not huge on like reading books but like i'll listen to it like and it's just like i just you gotta feel it in order to understand it and i'm really like feeling like this story especially like you're really like starting to you know get to know nizat you know who's kind of crazy you know who's got these he's got these ideas but are they that are they bad ideas you know it's some some of them are but no no absolutely but i I, it's one of those things like today i was listening to like a the unabridged timeline for near and one of yeah that had to be a fucking trip bro it it it, (laughs) it's it's on our list right now i'm just trying to figure out the logistics of it Oh, good, it's, buddy. It's, yeah, yeah, you let me know when you get that ready to go. Cause yeah, <laughs> books and plays. Um, I ain't touching that shit, man. I ain't touching it. But That's going to be all you with me just talking shit about miniskirts. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. It, yeah, man, it, it is a wild timeline. But, like, the one of the biggest gists that you get from it is that, yes, good people do bad things. And... Essentially, Nazat's one of those characters. If, you know, if we didn't have a, a skin in the fight, if we weren't humanity, 
It'd be like, yo, he's just another person sent on a war he didn't really sign up for, but he believes in it. And that's why I'm a bandwagoner for him. <laughs> ah, bandwagoner. <dear> God. <laughs> My hero died today. I know, yo. MVR. Zawazi, <laughs> man. And he he was so badass coming in. He had the guns ready. Had the harpoon. Like, the Zod didn't have to ask for anything. Zimwazi was like, I could fix that. I could fix that. And then my man got Boom. fixed. You know, it, it, it's very, that, that scene is very cool, too, because, like, it happens a lot, like, in movies, television, games. Uh, in fact, I played the game just today that that happened in the storyline where, like, you're talking to a character and all of a sudden, that character gets blasted right in the face. And it's just a very traditional moment that happens in different forms of media. And it's just it's just so classic. And uh, what's the word? It's like timeless. It's to the point. It's to the point. You know, it's a big shock. You get to know the character and then boom, they're gone. You, you know, if if you ever want to relive that feeling. Just watch, I believe, up to episode three of Attack on Titan. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like on like second season. Okay, so you you know exactly what I what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> boy, talk about a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, but that was well, great. That was a great that that was a great um part of the story. I enjoyed that. I'm yeah, not, not bad for our, our one year anniversary episode. Oh, and it's a Halo episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first. Oh man, I yeah. I did you forget? Potty. It's potty training starts today. It's it's been a very busy, wild. There's a lot of new things that have happened to me. In I'm this hearing week. a lot of excuses and not a lot of yeses and nos. Just there. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm excused from this. <laughs> no, li- listen, I'm I'm a bad spouse. I'm a bad lover. Okay, I'm not good with dates. I'm not gonna lie. Is it in my phone now? Absolutely. Oh man, but nah, that you got a whole hundred, three hundred sixty-five days to remember now. Yeah. See no. you next year. <laughs> Anniversary. <laughs> But oh man, but now it's been a trip. This has been a a good year. It's been a wild year. I mean, it's been a good year for us. Not so much everyone else. Everyone else has had a really bad time. The podcast has had a good one. I've been good. I didn't mean us three personally, but I mean like um, just oh, well, people around. That's selfish. <laughs> John's like, I had a good year, and I'm gonna brag about it. So fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> I appreciate you, John. Take jo- stand. Jo- John's <laughs> like, oh no, no, no! I understood what you said. I just disagree. <laughs> Agree to disagree. God, wait. What's so? <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna title this episode "Balls." <laughs> <laughs> Space balls. That's what it is. <laughs> no, we'll get <laughs> we'll get kicked. No, it'll it'll be and it's, it's it'll be like true grit, just because there was a whole lot of grit in this episode. Sp- spice balls. Spice ball. Oh, you know what? I like that. I'll take spice balls. Spice balls. You know what we're trying to do, but legally we had to do this. 
Cause we're gonna think you're gay, gay. <laughs> Bro, I can't. Uh, well, gentlemen, any any last last words for the nice people so we can send them home? Negative. I still think Toast sucks. <laughs> I still don't know where aliens go potty. <laughs> Y'all, I just want to say, thanks for riding, riding with is us. Is it like a cloaca? Is it a, a what? Cloaca? What is a cloaca? <sighs> Google it. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're 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 going out on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, later, y'all. Later. Please. Thank you for listening, everyone. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher uh, to stay up to date on all things lore. Also, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to leave feedback and make suggestions on what series to do next. You Me and Lore is an original podcast written and produced by Brandon Weiner and Kenny Gomez. We do not own the rights to any of the artistry. All rights are owned by their respective companies. Sound and editing by... Kenny Gomez and Brandon Weiner. Intro composed and played by Achilles Amistad. Transitions and outro composed and played by Sam Gibbs. Both can be found on Fiverr.com. For inquiries, information, and feedback, please visit You, Me, and Lore on Facebook or email us directly at youmeandlore at gmail. Bye-bye.